and welcome to Middle Church Online. I am Natalie. I'm the digital minister here at Middle, and this is my niece, Kennedy. Hello. We are so glad that you chose to worship with us. Thank you for coming. Um, we're going to get right into our opening hymn, but before we do, let's take a deep centering breath. And let us worship God. Now is the time for the message for children of all ages. So if you are young, or if you are young at heart, or if you are young and young at heart, uh, now is your time. So you might want to get a little bit closer to the screen so you can hear more carefully. My name is Wesley, and I want to talk a little bit about imagination. When I was a little boy, I imagined and daydreamed all the time. I mean, seriously, all the time. I used to have this little cape that I would wear and I would think I was Superman and I really believed and I could really imagine that I could fly and I would just go around uh, the house like that. Like, I also imagined that God looked like a really old man with a long white beard and long white hair. Um, sort of like a really mean Santa Claus. So when I got a little bit older, somebody asked me, why does God have to be a man? In the Bible, God sometimes is described as water or wind or a mountain or a girl. I come from a big family, so I have three younger brothers, little brothers, they're not little anymore, and I have a big sister named Maria. 
So I started wondering, what if God could look a little bit like my big sister, Maria? The Bible says that all of us look like God. We are in the image of God is what it says. Sometimes when I watch the news, and I watch the news too much, I get really mad about how some men talk about some women and how some boys talk about some girls. I think it's great if boys and men like me can imagine girls and women like our moms, like our sisters, like our aunties, like our grandmothers, like our teachers, as being strong and soft and to always treat them with love and respect. So what I'd like you to do today is to see how nice and loving and kind you can be to your big sister or your little sister or your mom or your grandma or any other woman or girls in your life. And I will try to do the same. Deal? Okay, so let's pray. God, who is like our big sister, please help us to remember to be kind to ourselves and kind to each other. And to remember that you can look like anything good that we can imagine. Amen. So let's see a hamba our way out of here. I'm Ben, I'm one of the ministers here. Since it's summer and things are a little bit slower, I thought I'd bring our attention to some of the amazing programs that Middle offers all year round, every week. On Monday nights, there's an acting group that comes together to run small skits or even a whole play. Then on Wednesdays, every other week, there's a ukulele acts group where people learn introductory chords and just have a great time making music together. On Thursday afternoons, our new adventures group meets. That's an opportunity for primarily seniors, but really anybody looking for community on a Thursday afternoon to come together and share what's going on in their lives. Then on Thursday evenings, our creative writing group comes together. Each week they take a prompt and then get feedback from one another on what they've written. Then on Sundays, there's a whole host of amazing things that you can do. In addition to the worship celebration you're watching right now, in the morning, our voter reform group meets and writes postcards to voters in swing states to make sure that they're gonna cast their ballots this November. And there's our Kids Enrichment Series, where our incredible educators spend time with the youngest members of our congregation with fun and creative activities. And there's a Bible in the Middle group that meets to talk about the week's scripture. And they actually hang on and watch the whole worship celebration together. So if that's something that you're interested in, know that that option is available to you. And every week after the celebration, 
There's our weekly chat and chew, where people come and grab a bite to eat or a cup of coffee and talk about the sermon and spend time with one another's company. And then in the evening, there's a group that comes together to have a wonderful dinner party. If any of these things sound like something you want to participate in, you can go online to middlechurch.org and find a full calendar with all the dates and times. The last thing I want to draw your attention to are the ways that you can be cared for right now. If you go to middlechurch.org prayer, you'll find our online prayer portal where you can write down any of the things that are happening in your life. You can ask for us to pray for you, or you can ask for a minister to reach out and talk to you. You can also submit any financial needs you may be encountering right now to request money from our Deacon's Grant or our Cancel Rent program. Here at Middle, we want to care for all of you. We hope you feel that. We hope you'll join us. Hi, Middle family. My name is Ashley Gonzalez, and I am Middle Church's summer intern. Let's center ourselves to encounter the divine. God of many names, sometimes it's difficult to know that you are there. At times we feel abandonment in our hearts. We look for you, but we can't find you. Holy Spirit, fall on us now. We know that the Spirit is with us in our weakness. And God, we feel so weak. Draw out of us a supernatural strength as we grieve for those who are affected by COVID-19. Help us to create community as we lift up children who are doing their schoolwork at home or are forced to go to school. Instate justice in our post offices so that our mail carriers can be safe and financially secure and the medicine that people so desperately rely on arrives on time. God, protect our protesters as they fight against brutal and discriminatory policing. Motivate us to stand with those who are marginalized and help us to imagine a greater world. God, we thank you because you saw the world and you said it was good. We give you thanks for forming new ideas in us that help us to live in this world as you imagined it. Middle, now we are going to pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. There is an inclusive version printed in your bulletin and I ask that you join me in whatever language or way is most accessible and comfortable for you. Dios Santo y Amoroso, santificado sea tu nombre. Venga tu reino. Hágase tu voluntad en la tierra como en el cielo. Danos hoy nuestro pan de cada día y perdona nuestras ofensas como también nosotros perdonamos a los que nos ofenden. No nos dejes caer en tentación y líbranos de mal, porque tuyo es el reino, el poder 
y la gloria siempre. Amén. everybody. God's peace is a gift that we can share with one another. And so I wish you peace now and always. Peace be with you. The peace of God be with you. Miss you, middle. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Smile is the best to fight against violence. Peace be with you. Peace be with you, middle church. Sending love and peace from Southern California. Peace be with you, Middle Church. Just want to wish everyone a big, loving peace be with you during this hard time of this COVID-19. Peace be with you from Brooklyn. Hey, Middle family. I know these are crazy times, so I just wanted to sing you a little message of peace. Peace be with you, Middle family. Peace be with you, everyone. Peace be with you, middle. I miss you so much. I can't wait to see you again and give you a big hug.
as I used to have, I'll have once more. I'll give the time I couldn't give before. And when the voice inside is crying, sail, sail, like a ship on its way to the sea, I'll sail when my heart and my mind agree. Today's scripture is found in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 4, verses 23 through 27. Hear a word from the Lord. I looked on the earth, and lo, it was waste and void, and to the heavens, and they had no light. I looked on the mountains, and lo, they were quaking, and the hills moved to and fro. I looked, and lo, there was no one at all. All of the birds of the air had fled. I looked, and lo, the fruitful land was a desert, and all its cities were laid in ruins. Before the Lord, before the Lord's fierce anger, for thus says the Lord, the whole land shall be a desolation, yet I will not make a full end. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This passage in Jeremiah is real depressing. God is speaking to the people of Israel, warning them over and over again about their looming demise. A world with no light, no birds, no people. Food is scarce, things are quaking and shaking and cities, once full of habitation and civic life, now empty. The cause? God's divine anger to a people who've lost their ability to do good. God's anger in response to a country on a way to destroying herself by infidelity to that which is holy. This often not preached about text places us right in the middle of this desolation to hear and feel the weeping of creation being unmade, the weeping of the earth. Shh, can you hear it? The destruction of the United States Postal Service, the corruption of power, the erosion of natural resources, the weeping of children, parents, and teachers at the onset of a COVID school year, a people who would rather fill the promises of Wall Street and white supremacy, Christian nationalism and heteronormativity than to be faithful to that which is holy and just. Shh, can you hear it? A global pandemic heightening an already weeping world. 
I can hear it. Biblical scholars, including Walter Brueggemann, offer suggestions as to why this super depressing passage made it into the holy book. It isn't some scare tactic or lame theological exercise to win devotion, but rather it's a rhetorical attempt to engage a numb, unaware community in an imaginative embrace of what is happening so that we might be catalysts for change. We talk a lot at middle about how we understand love, not as a soft, wimpy emotion, but rather as bold, courageous, and a tough, intentional way of living and being. I think love looks like imagination. Imagination is often siloed to children and fantasy, so we're quick to infantilize it as fluff and fantasia. But imagination, the kind that this passage in Jeremiah hearkens, is anything but whimsical. Imagination doesn't point to another world with lofty, unchecked dreams, but rather it's focused on the redemption of this world, this very world that you and I are living and breathing and moving in. The very world that God's people centuries ago were living and moving in. Facing this weeping world is hard. We need an active, imaginative embrace to face it. The realities of this moment make us numb. When we become numb, we're robbed of our potential to be fully human. But imagination has the power to move us towards human and societal transformation because it alters how we view ourselves and our place in the world. How do we continue to be people of imagination in a face of a widely weeping country? How do we continue to be people of imagination when our culture praises quick solutions, narrow formulas for success, beauty, and education, and provides binary options at best for the living of these days? Work full-time from home with children who now also need full-time instruction, or send your children to school where neither they, nor teachers, nor building, nor administration are safe. Shut down the USPS or save democracy. Pay your rent or lose your home. Stay awake always in the front seat of your car after a long day or be killed by the police. Our culture doesn't leave much room for imagination. And thus, utilizing an imaginative embrace is our prophetic work and our prophetic call. We who every single one of us, as Wesley reminded us, is made in the image and in the promises of God. We are ordained by our very making to be people of imagination. Brueggemann reminds us that the prophet doesn't ask if 
or how the vision can be implemented. Imagination has to come before implementation. And how do we continue to be people of imagination in the face of a culture who imagines nothing? Barbara Love's liberatory consciousness has a word for us here. Liberatory consciousness is an intentional way of living that calls us to maintain an awareness of the dynamics of oppression around us and in us while not giving into despair and hopelessness, all the while working to change the, the oppressive systems in order to create greater equity. I think that's what Jeremiah is doing here, helping the people become intentionally aware of the oppressive systems, the oppressive tendencies, even in themselves, so that they might analyze, take action, and then move towards collective liberation. We were on the F train several years ago when my son Zane, then two, asked what that bad smell was because Kids have impeccable timing, we know this. I explained to Zane that the smell was coming from someone living without a home nor anywhere to clean himself. Zane was satisfied with my answer at the time, but I revisited the conversation with him later, hoping, I guess, to have a toddler-sized conversation about housing for all. Zane, what did you think about that person that we saw without a home? He thought for a little bit. And then he said, I think he has a magic wand that he uses to make a beautiful home for himself. Imagination isn't wimpy. It's damn smart. It's bold. It's prophetic. It's speaking what could be while living with the oppression and claiming the inequalities all around at the same time. Imagination is rooted in the cross, close to our pain, close to our weeping, close to the stench of inequality so that we may never be numb to that which is real and here. The stench makes the possibility that much more beautiful. Every single one of us, friends, are prophets of imagination, called to put forth a bold vision of God's kingdom on earth, called to envision a more liberated tomorrow. How do we do that? We get close enough to the stench, close enough to the weeping, close enough to the promises, close enough to the prophets all around us, be they occupying Louisville to finally bring justice for Breonna Taylor, be they knocking on doors, passing out census information, a church community funding Black Lives Matter initiatives, 
a parent chairing the COVID reopening committee or two-year-olds riding the subway. When we stop and listen to the prophets all around us, we'll stop only hearing demise. We'll hear echoes of imagination. Each note moving us closer to liberation. May it be so. Amen. Hi everyone, Marlene here. You all know that I'm the new executive minister at Middle. Are you still new after 10 weeks? Hmm. Well, I manage operations, stewardship, and finance. I came on June 1st in time to work with Jackie on our new fiscal budget. I was stunned that the consistory, without batting an eye, approved $100,000 to support black resiliency and wellness. Well, that experience for me confirmed that I am in the right place. And speaking of black resiliency, Jackie shared with me that the congregation over the past few years has been talking about operating a freedom school. We recently organized a group for middle to create a voting workshop, kind of like a virtual freedom school with the goal of increasing voter participation in the upcoming election. Now, when we get back in the church with your continued support, we can have a freedom school in the building, an educational opportunity to connect our present to our past to teach our children about the struggles and triumphs of black lives throughout history. I can't tell you how excited I am to join this work, to have an opportunity to both create and support black programming. And we can't let this moment, this opportunity pass. Let's double, triple our funds to support and expand this great work. There's so many ways to give to Middle. You can go to Middle's website at www.middlechurch.org and press the donate button. You can donate on Facebook. You can make a gift through text message or you can send your gift through Venmo. Our username is at Middle Collegiate Church. Middle needs you to ensure that the work of love, peace, and justice continues in our community. With your help, we are going to get that Freedom School. Oh, look out there in the eastern sky. Is that a hand of light? If I am seeing right, we've lived so long in dark, I'm almost frightened to believe those clearing skies on that glistening horizon. Please tell me my. See 
loving God, we thank you today for these gifts, every gift. We thank you for your work of love in the earth and for the dreams that you have placed in our hearts. We know that with your guidance and the support of this loving community, we can make all things happen. Thank you, God, for calling us to this place Thank you for calling us to Middle Church. And our response to your call is a resounding yes. And amen. Amen.
middle family Jackie here three weeks deep into writing vacation and thinking of you church was great today I hope that it blessed your soul like it blessed mine and now receive this benediction holy one look after your beloved child keeping them safe whole rested and feeling sure that you are as close as their breath amen